0: On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about the NBA playoffs. They started tonight. Uh, we just witnessed the the Clippers beat the Mavs. Luke, Luka Doncic, 42 points, 7- League MVP. Like They're
1: screaming at us. They are saying, you guys are absolute idiots. Why would you never have thought that this would happen? We we are eating crow right now, as they are saying, in the college basketball yep. But We're also very excited. About basketball during the day. It feels like the NCAA tournament, but it is of course NBA playoff.
0: Battle. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the action. It was fun just sitting on the couch all day watching meaningful basketball being played where guys were
1: Baseball trying. was happening and, too. I mean, a lot yeah. of people they enjoy <laughs> when we talk about I'm watching a lot of baseball, Titus. I'm really enjoying
0: Oh you it. are you? Are we gonna do a hard pivot? Right as the playoffs start, we should just do a hard pivot to regular season baseball. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do this too. Uh so the the NCAA tournament was obviously canceled and so on a couple shows back, we did a. Uh, we were just kind of riffing. I, I threw out the idea that the Lakers were Duke, mm-hmm. and then that just that was just like throwing it spawned a match into conversation. Yeah. I threw a match it? on a on a on a bunch of gasoline. There, I poured gasoline on a fire. Whatever, whatever the term is so then we started talking more we're like we should flesh this out and do this for every single team in the playoffs so we're going to do that too tate and i are going to go through and make our picks of assigning college teams to the nba teams and then maybe we're we're that's our way of crowning a national champion we're, we're already giving out now we've already given out a national championship i think to like every single school yes uh, that was ranked at any point last mm-hmm. season we've given one out to the, dayton, to the phoenix suns yes yeah dayton all sorts Kansas.
1: of teams. yeah yeah the list goes on
0: we're gonna we're gonna try to do it this way as well and see if this one takes uh we're just just because yeah it'll be fun um and also there's some there's some ncaa updates that we have to get to because my god the the, the landscape what is happening NCAA, <laughs> it's all over the place <laughs> i can barely keep track of it there's no way our listeners are keeping track of all this no. so we got to hit these bullet points and inform the masses we're going to get to all of it but first woody durham All right, Tate, I know you want to talk about these Tune Squad jerseys. Uh, I, I can tell that that's just what you want to lead the show wow, with. That really have, got me. You usually things. say something, <laughs> they start the
1: show, and I just let you keep rolling. But the fact that you just got me with that, that one, uh... I could
0: just tell. You just had to look <laughs> in your eye. You're like, Please open the show with thirty minutes on the LeBron version of the this, squad.
1: this is one of those times the playoffs
0: are starting. We gotta stay on
1: top of <laughs> I gotta plead the fifth, uh officially maybe on the later. record. Yeah, maybe one day. We'll
0: we'll save it for <laughs> shout outs and closeouts, maybe we could talk about those.
1: But we get we got basketball to get
0: to. Uh meaningful games are happening in the bubble. Already meaningful games were happening before today, I guess, because the, the Blazers had to beat the Nets to make it into the play in game. Hmm. Then they beat the Grizzlies. Let's start there. What uh your thoughts on the play in situation? Uh, is, this, is this a format that – I'm already seeing people kind of have discussions about is this going to be something that the NBA is going to – Say their names.
1: Kevin or? O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> KOC comes out. He's like, we have to have a playing game. We have to see this again. Uh, there were some people that were like, what do you mean? They already play 82 play-in games. Uh, how yeah. many more play-in games do we need? That is something that I find interesting. But the, the actual format for the bubble, the bubble experience overall has just been a grand five-star experience for the basketball viewer, yeah. I would say. So Just uh, we're kind of caught up in the the moment, the euphoria of now. So it does sound great to have a playing game. But like you said, if you have a normal, regular 82-game season, it seems a little pointless to me. But uh, I like the play-in atmosphere. That's what we want.
0: I think if there's another pandemic that forces the NBA to operate in a bubble, I think yes. playing games, we should do that. It because. it I, like like you said, we're all, we're all just kind of prisoners of the moment of like a basketball euphoria going on right now. And I think it is the circumstances of the bubble that lead to this because uh, it does have a March Madness feel to it. Having basketball on all day today. We, we, we are on the West Coast, so uh, for us, all the games tipped off at 1030, which was wild. Basically wake up, make some breakfast, have some coffee, take the dog on a walk. And then you're like, look at the clock and you're like, oh my God, basketball is going to tip off in like an hour or so. This is crazy. time for lunch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a, wow. I guess I'm just going to sit here all day and watch it. Uh, so with that, like the idea of having playing games and just like, as, as you've been absorbing all that's been going on the last few days, you're just like, give me more, just keep it going, push whatever it takes. Give me, give me five playing games. Give me like, bring all the teams that didn't make the playoffs, bring them into the bubble and have them play for something. Instead of doing the draft lottery, have them play each other for the number one pick.
1: I just want more basketball. Just give it to me. And it's kind of hard to, like you said, to, to take all the big moments that we've had and try to boil them down to where they stand. In the in the if, if you watch basketball for the past month and a half, you would think that Damian Lillard is officially the best player in basketball. He has dethroned LeBron yeah. James, and he yeah. is on a tour right now to then play LeBron James. And Monty Lakers.
0: Williams is up there with, Phil Jackson. Monty and Williams makes Brad Stevens,
1: you know, <laughs> look like an absolute buffoon out there at this point. Uh, yeah. This is where we are in the basketball landscape. So it's trying to take it for what it is, like Devin Booker hitting the shot of the Clippers. We know that was a big grand moment. That was great to see, but what does it really mean in the larger context? We don't know, but I think that we should just as guys that are reporters, journalists, whatever you want to call us, podcasters, let's just keep all of our basketball thoughts in the bubble. So like, regardless yeah. of what we say, this is just my this is my take within the context of the bubble. So like, just keep it in the bubble. Don't let <laughs> yeah. it get outside of the bubble. Just keep that thought in there. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, when
0: we say TJ Ward is a top 5 player in the league, uh, it's, it's it's a bubble
1: thought. A like bubble it, thought. it it, it yeah. can't get outside of the bubble, but it it's does sound change. good in the bubble. Yes. Top five player.
0: Are we getting a one shiny moment out of all this? I think cause you're, you have to talk about these big moments. I think that's the way you, you tie it all together. What
1: it's, What is the NBA song that they use for one shiny moment? That is really the question. Oh you know what God. I mean? It, whatever, it feels but, like it would be Stir Fry by Migos or yeah. something like
0: that. <laughs> it's either Migos or something by Drake. What's the new Drake song? That is, the yeah. yeah. Laugh like, Now, baby? Cry Later. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Maybe it's that.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's it.
0: So the March Madness feel. Uh, we 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 we've touched on that a little bit. It's it's cool having basketball and all all day. I will say, kind of want some staggered times though. Like that was the one thing missing is like staggered tip times where like the first game ends, you flip it over and it's already the middle of the third quarter mm-hmm. on the next game. But they only have two courts, right? So that's kind of hard to do. And also there's only so many teams that are there. You can't just make like – you can't just keep churning these teams around and make them play, you know, the, an insane schedule like that. But that, that was the thought that came to mind because you, you, you watch the Nuggets-Jazz game. It's, it's super exciting. And then as soon as you flip over to the, the – the Raptors-Nets it actually already started, but it was kind of <laughs> over by the time you flipped it over. And I just thought like, man, it'd be so nice to bail on that. Because if it's March Madness, if Raptors-Nets is, bo- is, is a booty game, Mm-hmm. All you have to do is wait like 30 minutes and then a new one's going to come. All of a sudden it's a 5-12 yeah. game and you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm you're like, all right, in. I'm out of this one, give me the new yeah. one. Uh mm-hmm. and we didn't have that Cincinnati New
1: Mexico State is yeah. on. Let me get in that one. Yeah, perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that was that kind of sucked. Uh but, you know, whatever. It's it's great. It's meaningful basketball. We're in a basketball euphoria. Uh let's let's talk about the game specifically. Is there one that you want to start with?
1: Let's start with the first game of the day which you said okay. started for us in the morning and it is basically Mike Conley Jr., the news comes out. Mike Conley, friend of the program. He goes back home for the birth of his kid. Can I, uh, can I
0: just say – can I stop you right there? Goes please. doesn't just go back home. He goes back to Columbus, Ohio, which mm. shout-out to all the journalists.
1: Flavortown, USA, for people <laughs> that don't know.
0: All yeah. the journalism people out there, uh, all, all the reporters – I felt like they were saying Columbus a lot. Like they didn't need to necessarily. They could have just said Mike Conley's going home for the birth of his son. But they, I, I saw it like it was a, over. There was like he's going home to Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel like there's something about that that like the the, the they're doubling
1: down to remind people we will not change the name. It is not flavored <laughs> yeah. town. It is Columbus.
0: Uh anyway, back to back to Nuggets Jazz. Uh the Donovan Mitchell game, fifty-seven points. Uh, this is the third highest scoring output in playoff history. Was that surprising to you?
1: Yes, absolutely. It kind yeah. of is, right? And, and again, this goes into uh, where are we, right? We're in the bubble. So, this is a when you're in the conversation with an Elgin Baylor or with a Michael Jordan, and those are the two guys in front of you, and everyone is saying, wow, this was a Michael Jordan like performance, comparing it to the 1986 Celtics performance mm-hmm. that Jordan had against Bird, and that Celtics, you know, dynasty team also lost that game. Also lost that <laughs> game, and also not in a bubble. So, it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> It, where is the context it, it, from a bubble perspective, Donovan Mitchell greatest playoff scoring performance I've ever seen again, leave that in the bubble, but outside of the bubble, it's, I don't know where it really stands, but it oh, was, are you impressive.
0: saying we have to adjust for bubble inflation? Are you I don't like know. These, like, I, I, I'm like saying a let's keep Aero all the,
1: baseball. let's all agree to keep the thoughts in the bubble.
0: In all seriousness, there have been a ton of, and this is might be confirmation bias because we know that they're all playing in the same place, but it does mm. feel like there have been insane individual performances. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is, you know, 57 points. Third highest ever in playoff history. Luca's first playoff game,
1: forty-two points. You know what I mean? Shatters a record. Yeah.
0: And I wonder—is there something about the the stuff we were theorizing leading into it, which was like not having a crowd? It's just it's just raw basketball. There's no distractions really. Um. But then also the 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 sight lines are better, are suited for shooters and all that kind of stuff. Do you think there's something to that, or do you think it's just confirmation bias that it's just like we're just noticing? uh every time a guy goes nuts in the bubble because like we're there it's all in the same court and it's like you know because like you could probably pick any random stretch of one week of regular season basketball in the nba and james harden probably scored 63 and Damian lillard hit one from the logo and mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like because it's all happening in the same place it sort of feels like whoa what's what's going on in that bubble
1: I always try, I always like to think about it. like if we went to Wilt Chamberlain. Obviously, we can't do that. But if we went to him and we showed him, you know, the the stat that they show for Damian Lillard, which is like he's the first player since Wilt Chamberlain to have three games or more over sixty points in the same season. You know, they, if yeah. we went to Wilt and we showed him the highlights where it's like this game in January, this game, the the start of February, then this game on a neutral court in the bubble, I think he would have some questions about that third game. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a second, what happened here? Yeah, It seems like maybe an asterisk moment, but it doesn't mean to demean what actually happened. But yes, it's a shooter's gym. Sure. Whatever you want to call it. It's been great for the players to get a feel and get a rhythm. But Donovan Mitchell has two starters, not playing in this game. Joe yeah. Ingles has 19 points. That was the next highest quarter behind 57 points. He was basically trying to carry Utah to a win single handedly by himself. That's why it was so similar to Jordan and he got it to overtime. And honestly, when, when Gobert blocked, uh, Jokic on that final drive, I got a piece of it and they were celebrating. It felt like the jazz were celebrating the fact that they got into overtime. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was pretty much what it was. Denver overwhelmed them from there.
0: If they felt like it was like hockey rules where if, if you go to overtime, you get a point or something. If you go to time <laughs> yeah. you get the two or three, I don't, I don't remember how the hockey rules work, but yeah, like there's no, that's not how it works. Uh, you lose, you get nothing and mm-hmm. like it. Uh, Jamal mm-hmm. Murray went nuts. That was fun. Yes. To see. He, he hasn't really been playing much, uh, in the bubble and, the. Uh, to see him go off was was fantastic to get to to get to, to get kentucky louisville rivalry that
1: everyone's been waiting for everyone's been waiting out.
0: for it. yeah yeah uh and then and as is tradition the kentucky guy ultimately ends up ahead um is this the series of, of all the ser- the games that happen today is this the series you're most looking forward to because to me going into it i i do not like the jazz um And I say that as I I preface it with, like, I watched a lot of jazz this year because Mm -hmm. uh, I got the league pass to watch Mike, and I thought this was – his last go round basically at having a title shot and I they just, have
1: the recipe for a yeah. team that can make a run you know what i mean like i mean the defensive player of the year rudy gobert they have donovan mitchell they have a real point guard mike conley mike's playing the best basketball i just felt he's been like, playing.
0: yeah i just felt like in the bubble i i, I, I don't know taking it all into account I, I if you ask me going into the playoffs do i feel like the jazz have a chance to do anything really i would tell you no uh, but then, obviously, you know, I, I I really do like the Nuggets and Donovan Mitchell. If Donovan Mitchell is going to score 57 points every game, I like the Jazz <laughs> a lot more. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But it does kind of feel like I, I'm I'm trying to figure out where I land on where this series is going. Is it like Donovan Mitchell just blew his wad? We don't know when Conley's coming back. Bogdanovich is out. Is that it? Is it like mm. he, he he threw his first? It's it, it. Is it is this like the J.R. Smith not knowing the clock situation? Now LeBron just punched the wall in the, and the broke his hand, and now it's going to be a sweep and. That's going to be the end of that. Like, we had our shot. We blew it. It's over. Uh, Or is is the visceral reaction to this is like, oh, my God, if every game is like this, this series is going to be absolutely insane. This is going to be the best series of the first round.
1: Donovan Mitchell made me believe that he single-handedly – I mean, Dwayne Wade said it. He was like, he is like a young D. Wade. And I can see a little bit of that. I can see the 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 fact that he refuses to lose. All that bullshit that we talk about that you need to have, you know, in a player. Donovan Mitchell somehow has been able to conjure all that up and create some magic. I,
0: I think the one thing the Jazz have going for them is that uh, NBA Twitter wants Rudy Gobert to continue playing. So then that way, every time he does anything on the court, you can tweet. Kind of ironic that Rudy Gobert yeah, made m- that remember that? He was oh, the I'm guy... If you remember, he was the guy who kind of got coronavirus first and is the reason we're in the bubble. So it's kind of ironic now that he's now the guy who – dunk that ball right there mm-hmm. and you're like oh that's a good point didn't and think about it that way <laughs> look, look for
1: people that are digging this up i tweeted that when he scored the first points of the bubble i was like how i know ironic. you did you
0: had you had 10 million people Everybody. And then they kept and then they kept doing it every yes. time he did it. anything they're like how ironic that Rudy Spe- Gobert would speaking his, of
1: like, uh away. 22 <laughs> years vince carter spent in this league and let's just go ahead and throw it to a highlight clip right now vince carter <laughs> no i'm kidding uh, that's that's where it felt like yeah everyone yeah a part of it
0: uh can i say to uh Jokic? Love him, yeah. Maybe don't love him. Really, really like him. Definitely a Jokic fan. Uh, the the Larry Bird comparisons. I just want to say Jokic gets a little sloppy out there. Tate, we, got, we I have to point this out that Jokic had a great game. What did What did he finish with? Like twenty nine and twenty nine and ten, something 10, like, something that, like yeah. that. Yeah, he had he, he had good stuff. He does get a little sloppy with the ball, and the reason I want to point that out is Larry Bird would never that Mm. you you wouldn't catch Larry Bird. Pistol Pete would never yeah Larry Bird would not turn the ball over and we were talking about it not too long ago when Popovich brought it up you asked me how I felt about Jokic (laughs) being compared to the legend Mm. and I was like you know I I get it it's fine like Jokic is good and I feel like Jokic has the talent to to rise to that level it's anytime someone gets compared to Larry Bird I immediately put my guard up and I'm like now hang on a second uh, but Jokic, I think, after consideration, he's he's he his talent is deserving of such. But I just wanted to point out that Larry Bird would not turn the ball over in such a way that Jokic does, where he gets sloppy with it sometimes. And I don't know. So I I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to keep my eye on that. We we need to we need to value possession a little more.
1: Yeah, let's value possessions, <laughs> and it's also like let's keep going back again. We're in the bubble, in the context of the bubble, maybe he is Larry Bird within a bubble context, which brings to another player of the same ilk, the same position, Kevin Durant. Michael Porter Jr., uh, a mystery on this show and a player that we've discussed ad nauseum, in this game, he keeps getting – every time – he pulls up one time and hits a three. And everyone's like, this reminds me of Kevin Durant. Play the clip. And then the clip comes on, and Kevin Durant pulls up this one time and hits a three. And it I think it happens to be the LeBron three hit in the finals. Like, one of the biggest shots ever. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's Michael Porter Jr. doing this in the front in the first you know playoff game of his career. He hits the three. And from then on out, the rest of the game, they're like, and Doris Burke even said, like, I don't want to upset, you know, Kevin Durant, but this guy reminds me of Kevin Durant. And Titus, I watched him play defense. If I'm Kevin Durant,
0: I'm yeah. upset. Yeah. I'm
1: upset. I know Kevin Durant's not known for his defense, but I'm, I'm just, like, chill on that. Yeah, so
0: Jazz Nuggets, I, I, uh, I'm more of a believer in the Jazz now, obviously. I mean, like, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here. Like, of course, you probably believe more now that Donovan Mitchell is, is balling out. But, like, you know, part of me thinks that, that – the Nuggets. I, I I still think the Nuggets are, are a much better team. I don't know. And I say that lovingly, Jazz fans. Like I say that as a guy who I, I want the Jazz to win. I, I do. I want Mike Conley to to win a championship. I just don't feel it. It just doesn't feel right. So yeah.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Bull bull. We need more bull bull. And we need less Michael Porter Jr. being compared to Kevin Durant. That's the yeah, last that, thing I can say I mean.
0: on that. So you just want to go in order the next yeah, game. Let's, Raptors yeah. Nets, I, yeah. I have no thoughts. It was it was like the <laughs> kudos to the Nets for mm. for making it semi-competitive they cut it to what like nine did it ever get down closer to that mm-hmm. i don't i don't remember it, it got
1: uh, down to nine uh going in the fourth quarter and that was when we had the what's happening or the nets coming back and then the raptors just kind of geared up and it was it was gone just like it's that. uh yeah, fred
0: van vliet 30 and 11 I, I love that he. I love that the Raptors can do this with guys. I love that OG Ananobi is great now. That Siakam <laughs> came out of nowhere. That we're, we're still waiting for Matt Thomas in his playoff game. It's we're only one game in, but Matt Thomas is gonna show. He's gonna he's gonna go off. We we all know it. We all, all know this, it. Yeah, this. everyone's yeah, waiting. It's coming. It's yes. coming. Uh, yes. But I, I I love that the Raptors. Uh, I I really really like the Raptors. I just want to say that I want to go mm. on record as saying I think the Raptors are the best team in the Eastern Conference, and I. I I think they're going to go back to the NBA finals and no one wants to acknowledge it. No one really seems to want to talk about it. Maybe it's because they're the Canadian team, but it, it really is staggering that a team won, won the title last year is arguably better. This year is playing really, really well and, like they won't even be mentioned as like
1: the favorite yeah i mean they yeah, set their yeah. they set their own franchise record with points in this game like you said they came out like gangbusters and, and van vliet after the game was he basically said this whole year we've had less pressure because we won a title and mm-hmm. then we came into this game trying to see if we could match the intensity of last year he was like that might have been the best playoff game we played together as a team yeah uh, whenever i see the stats of fred van vliet i mean it's one thing to watch the guy he, he's they did the, the family intro, and, you know, his mm-hmm. family was so cute, and everyone's, like, very excited. And, they, you know, it was, like, this great sweet moment. Kyle Lowry with his kids. That was great. This man was 8 for 10 from 3. And as someone that's playing against that, that has to be the most infuriating thing in the world because it does not seem – it's so – Everything that he does is so clinical and yeah. and it just seems easy. And it seems like he constantly makes the right play that it would almost be nauseating. And being, playing against that Raptors team, they're all making the right play. And in fact, when an OG Ananobi or a Siakam or someone gets a little loose, like you were talking about with turnovers or whatever it may be, it kind of seems like they have a central core of like, let's lock in. Kyle Lowry, let's get everything together. Let's get the pace back in order. Let's kind of set – like when the the game got down to nine, they're like, all right, we we see what's happening here. They're making their run. Let's lock in. It's it's a championship team, to say the least, and they have so much camaraderie. They play out in Santa Monica all the time with each other. They all are familiar with each other, and they all have a point to be proven, which is Kawhi is not our team. I find that fascinating because it gives them a different – reason to make a run you know they're I mean? the
0: defending champs but they have a chip on their shoulder be that as it may all the nice things i just said about the raptors please relegate this series to nba TV. <laughs> put it on nba tv get it out of the net get it just throw that shit in the, the that needs to be the 10 30 a.m games like i'm not going to watch another second mm. of Nets raptors i don't think in this series that's it's going to be a sweep uh, congrats to the nets for giving the blazers a good game you had your moment in the sun carol LeVert, he played well today at 15 15, 50. And 15 he wasn't scoring yeah. particularly well but he had 15 assists uh all that's cool um but I, I I'm done with this series. Let's let's get it out of my face. Just yeah, the Nets
1: me. are done. The Nets are done. I mean, they yeah. want to go home. They're having they, they they play hard as a team, but you can see it. I mean, they're just overmatched. Yes. Yeah. Series, and it's the perfect one eight. It's what a one eight should be. It's why LeBron's yeah. upset. He's like, that's what that's the that's one what eight I, I want. want.
0: I want to play the Nets.
1: Yeah. yeah go what back the, hell? To the Adam, East. He's like, Adam. I thought we
0: were gonna do the 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 CD top sixteen where, <laughs> Yeah, top sixteen, and we do cross conference. What the hell happened to that? Uh, let's move on to to Celtic Sixers. I need you to explain to me your you're famously a 76ers fan you believe in the the philadelphia 76ers Mm. i the more i watch the sixers play basketball the more frustrated i get (laughs) i i really really like al horford as a player Mm -hmm. i like um yeah like the the, cork (laughs) i I, i've enjoyed watching al horford's career i i see the value in having and wanting to have al horford on your team but, like, watching Al Horford and Joe Kim Noah, or, or Joe Joel Embiid, uh, I, my mind automatic my mind just went <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, I got, I got nightmares from from those two assholes in 2007, keeping me from winning a national title. Watching Al Horford and Joel Embiid play together is very frustrating. Mm-hmm. I, I do not like the Philadelphia 76ers. You do. Talk me into why this is going to be a series, because I do not like this team, Sam I am. Well, like. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, to, be, to be
1: fair, going into the, the playoffs with a full, healthy Ben Simmons uh, Sixers team, I like mm-hmm. them coming out because I like this first-round matchup for the reason and the person that you just pointed out, which is Al Horford. I like the mental edge, and I feel like the only reason that 76ers even signed Al Horford was for this moment in time, for him to go against his old team, for yep. him to have some sort of you know back and forth with guys like Hayward and like maybe son a young guy like Tatum or Jalen Brown. And like you said, um, I, I'm not. Just, I'm not seeing it so far. Minus 18 tonight. Uh, he he had a couple moments back and forth with Hayward, but that that doesn't really. Yeah, he say backed months.
0: Hayward. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, again, like, what does that really do? Embiid is the one, and and it's the only. Jokic and Embiid are the two guys um, offensively, I should say, that I rely on to have an inside-out game, which is you know the the best case scenario for this series like control the pace get Embiid involved Embiid came out like a gangbuster in this game he's doing great he was like five for five and was kind of rolling and at times he just seems to be uh in and out but the good news for me in this series that Shake Milton has gotten the confidence and I think they really need Shake Milton (laughs) and Alec Burks I mean I'm being serious I think they need Shake Milton (laughs) and Alec Burks to be reliable scores to kind of help the load of Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson. I think Richardson's been trying his best to keep things afloat. He's playing hard. Um, this Celtics team is just annoying. I mean, they're just like, they're, they're such people like him. What? I,
0: I, I think, I think I've arrived at, I kind of love the Celtics. And the whole reason I, I haven't admitted it to this point is because their jerseys say the Celtics mm-hmm. on the, you know, mm-hmm. I think like if, if their Jersey said Charlotte Hornets, I'd be like, that is, that might be my favorite team in the NBA.
1: I no, really, no, really no no it wouldn't because <laughs> Kimball Walker spent eight years in Charlotte. No one said that, uh, and that's where we are. Um, but but the Sixers in general, I still feel like there's something that has to click. I don't know why. Um, it may not be this year. I'm scared. <laughs> that's be,
0: that's a, yes,
1: it may not be in the bubble. That's what I'm going to say. I, I'm, wait, I'm wait for next year. The process. Let's trust the process, it out. Let's keep the it going.
0: Sixers. This is this is where I I I really really like Embiid. Uh, I don't want to get like. Two old man yells at cloud type thing or or whatever um, about like him not because a lot of the problems today like where, where I'm taking this is Joel Embiid had 15 shot attempts today and that's mm-hmm. just not good enough I don't I don't understand with no Ben Simmons Joel Embiid like the, this series is a, like the 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 Celtics do not have anybody that can really match up with
1: to put it in context Alec guys. Burks took 15 shots as well yeah uh, Josh Richardson took, took 17, 17 shots yeah. I mean yeah this yes. so
0: the the matchup was philly has the inside advantage boston probably gonna have to hit shots <laughs> gotta make shots to win the The celtics go 10 for 31 from three and still win the game because ultimately philadelphia turnovers
1: they, yeah they
0: they, and they they don't they don't utilize their big guys like they should and it's just it's just very very frustrating and i i don't think the the blame falls on mb but if i was being super lazy i would say that like this is my frustration in a big picture of what the Sixers have become with Embiid and Simmons, who again, in a vacuum, I love both of those guys. I loved them in college. I was, I was a big time Ben Simmons defender in college when everyone, excuse me, hated him at LSU, but it just like, it it feels like they're just kind of going through the motions at all times. And it's always like, just wait till next year. (laughs) Like they're super talented. Just wait till they like find the right piece. And it was J.J. Redick at one point, and
1: then it was Al Horford now, and it was Landry shammett Yeah, was, yeah. and There's like McConnell always like the this,
0: these pieces that are added to him, and it's always good enough to lose in the second round, mm-hmm. and, and that's pretty much what the the Sixers. Do and that's why I'm, i I will not believe in the Sixers until they give me a reason to.
1: Well, to and look fair enough to give you like an even more old man thing. I think what Joel Embiid really needs is a I know it's not possible probably because of money and things like that, but he needs a Chris Paul or someone like that that is a point guard that will say, Hey, Joe, come here. If you stand and set a pick on the three point line one more time, mm-hmm. right here. And don't go down and just post up whatever this guy, Daniel Theis, whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. I can't, I just go post him up every single time until he stops you. Like at one time, he just did this little swim move and took him to the baseline, threw it on a dunk. And the next possession, it was set up perfectly for the same thing at the top of the key. And then he decided to take a three only took four threes i'm glad he keeps the defense honest but in some of those moments you know i mean there's like an old chris pard uh, chris paul veteran type point guard that maybe can grab joe and just say that in that moment and maybe he answers and does it and i don't know i mean even kyle lowry like if kyle lowry was on the sixers and was able to grab joe and be and was just like we need two points go down there (laughs) you know what i mean get a bucket like stop and uh, there's no one on that team. He is, quote-unquote, the leader of the team. Tobias Harris is a small yeah. forward and is the leader of the team. They, the point guard is Shake Milton, like I said. He's a young guy. He can't really do that. That's what they need. They need, like, an Eric Snow or just someone that can just say, Joe, this is it. This is what this we is need. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if that will ever happen. That's the unfortunate yeah.
0: Uh, I do like the Celtics. I like the Celtics. I don't. I I like Jason Tatum. Um, I like Jalen Brown. I like. I like that Kimball Walker is like what their third best player, fourth
1: best player, fourth best player.
0: Yeah. I th- that that seems very attractive to me. Um, I don't know. I like the Celtics Sue me.
1: Yeah. I, I just know. want to
0: say that out loud. I don't. I I can't believe I'm saying those words, but I I, I think I'm look, like, you're Brad Steve, Brad Stevens I'm disciple. Stevens, I like I'm Brad, a Brad Stevens. Stevens.
1: Stevens Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Brad
0: Brad, hire me to your staff. Uh, yeah get in I'll, there. Keep, I'll keep churning out the celtics propaganda uh, all right the nightcap. let's 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 wrap this up and then we'll get to uh uh our our nba college comparisons mm-hmm. that we want to get to uh clippers mavs luca let's start there <laughs> 42 9 and 7 mm-hmm. the most points ever for a, a playoff debut i i my question for you tate is do you sense the hypocrisy from everyone uh for for loving luca and hating james harden because that's where i've arrived with it all is that uh, Luka Doncic scores 42 points as nine. What has has insane stats? Yep. Loses the game. You get on the Twitter timeline. You would you would have thought that the the Mavs won by 20. <laughs> you would have thought. I mean, there was like everyone's like, yeah. oh my god, the Clippers are playing so poorly. Mm. This is a disaster. They have no chemistry whatsoever. Meanwhile, like how how many points did did, uh, did Paul George and Kawhi combine for? Like 50 or something like that i don't know they they, they played well enough they obviously they won the goddamn game um which is all fine. Like, listen, Luca balled out. Like, let's talk about Luca. I just, you know, like if, if the roles are reversed, Harden's getting absolutely killed and, uh, for losing the game. And I just wanted to point that out.
1: That's- well, what they're going to point out, and this is the larger conversation of, so if you're Luka, if you're Luka Doncic and you're coming into the NBA and you're, the, you're a league MVP and you've basically had to become the poster boy of, you don't need to go to college. You can just go play professionally and come over and dominate the yep. NBA. That's what he's been, you know, forged to be in our face. And again, I've gotten yeah. over it. I've now come to adopt and love Luca. But like you said, there is a little bit of a hypocrisy that comes down with this whole situation in the sense that Luca fans and Luca supporters
0: mm-hmm.
1: are LeBron fans <laughs> and LeBron supporters. And when the is table, is so? turned, okay. when the table is turned and the fingers are pointed, uh, people are like, wait a second, wait, what, what's going on here in the sense? Look, I'll put it out here. LeBron James tweets, how? How is Kristaps Porzingis going to be kicked out of this game? <laughs> because LeBron James is a Luka Doncic fan, and right. that is how the Luka fans feel. They're like he is being wronged right now. His number two guy, Kristaps, he gets a second second technical in this game. All he was doing was defending Luka against a Morris twin. Who who you talk about like being known for trying to instigate? That is the Morris mm-hmm. twin. That is what they do. So he instigates Luka. Luka fights back a little bit. Chris Tops actually comes in. It, nothing – no scuffle, nothing really there at all. Anyway, second technical out of the game. Immediately, the Luka fans are like, this is chaos. What is happening? And I have to remind you, Mark Titus, remember what happened in Game 5 in 2016? There was a man by the name of Draymond Green who was thrown mm-hmm. out of a game. Mm-hmm. LeBron James mm-hmm. benefited from such a thing, and that was a good decision. That was a good basketball decision. We all understood that. He was instigating the moment. Bang. Mm-hmm. But again, here – flips the other way it's a problem we all love luca we all love lebron we all want the world and the basketball gods to play in their favor to make things end up the way that they are supposed to be in our minds as fans as luca fans and as lebron fans and when things don't happen that way we have to point our fingers we don't know who to point our fingers to and right now tonight the only person we can point our finger to is the officials and the, the officials NBA and the yeah. caucus <laughs> That is the so that, that is, okay yes. all right well I, I can buy into
0: that I can buy into that that that, that, that you blame the refs so don't kill Luca for losing that game because if don't kill Luca yeah, no, yeah I'm telling yeah. you that's, that's I don't what I don't Luka want to stands. kill Luca at all I just uh you know as as uh as as a guy who's who's falling you're as, like, you're as a LeBron fan you don't know what yeah, to do right now LeBron because
1: man. you're like I should blame Luca but I, I based on I'm
0: not blaming Luca I I. I it it, honestly it's just uh maybe selection by i don't know what the bias would be called confirmation whatever the bias is i feel like the mavs lose every time i watch them and every time (laughs) i watch them luca balls out and it's just becoming like like obviously they don't lose every time but at the same time they kind of do lose a lot like why are they if they're so good why are they a seven seed and it just becomes like kind of bizarre because the way the mavs are talked about and luca's talked about you would think that they like could win the title this year. I mean, I saw our guy Tom Habistro says this series is going to seven games. He thinks that the Clippers and the Mavs are going to seven games. And my view is like – the feeling I get is that this is going to go to five – this is going to be a five-game series. The Clippers are going to win in five games. And every single one of those five games is going to be entertaining as hell and is going to come down to the wire – and the Mavs are going to forget what the score is and just keep like chucking mm-hmm. up threes and not playing defense, which mm-hmm. is fine. And I'm not killing them. Cause I, I, the Mavs are like the team that you just like want to watch. You just want to throw on and watch it and, and, and enjoy the game. It's kind of like
1: the Warriors were in like 2012, like 2013. Yeah, they
0: yeah. are a hundred percent. The, the number one team that like, if you don't care who wins either game and you just want to watch a good basketball game, you just want to be entertained. You're turning on the Mavs, whoever the Mavs are playing. Like that's who you want to watch. Uh, but it, 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 I, I swear to God, they lose every single game I watch. And I'm just like, at any point, are we going to talk about that? Or is it just like, no, another great game for Luca? I don't know.
1: <laughs> we love Luca. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's the same I thing. Love we, Lu- lo- Luca we love is- LeBron. That, that's, yeah. that is what I mean by the fandom where it's like, we're so blinded in the belief of the talent that we're witnessing that the outcome is yeah. taken. Uh, it's secondary. You know what I mean? It's like, I wish that this supreme talent would have gotten a W, but also I got to witness this supreme talent set some new record, which is the most yeah. points in his playoff I, debut. He also is smart. He went to the officials after the game. He dapped everybody up. And uh, said, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I was like, good, good job, guys. I'm like this yeah, guy gets it. Uh, this guy's uh, gonna win. I will win say
0: the, the Mavs offense is
1: unbelievable.
0: It, it, like they, they've constructed like a perfect team around. Rick like,
1: Carlisle is a great yeah, basketball great, coach. Yeah, and yeah, I, and I yeah. feel like a lot of people don't want to give him his due for whatever reason, or at least like I mean, Rick Carlisle has been doing it for a long time, and as soon as like pop and that wave fades out we're all going to look to rick carlisle in dallas and say this guy's been doing this for quite some time and is a great coach and give him his flowers hopefully uh
0: uh he's the a virginia wahoo. fans already are yeah, yeah i was gonna say he's a, he's a wahoo himself so uh the other the other note i have is we, we have to talk about poor defense um this guy is, we have to talk about
1: michael porter jr's defense let's I go mean, back to yeah, that well, no i'm kidding I mean, i'm kidding I'm michael kidding.
0: porter jr is not seven foot three with like in, insanely like like porzingis porzingis plays you mean like kevin durant, like kevin durant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh porzingis because I, I i when when porzingis gets ejected then they interview doc uh, what was it in between the third and fourth quarter they did <laughs> yeah. that, they, they interviewed. mark
1: jackson and van gunny were great with that they're like yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. how would you feel if it, uh, one of the best players gets kicked out they're like I feel pretty good about yeah,
0: it yeah and Doc <laughs> said Doc said he wasn't happy that Porzingis got kicked out whether Doc just yep. wants the, the he thought it was a bad call uh, whether I saw Russillo pointed out that Doc has said before that he doesn't like uh, some of the best players on the other team being out whether it's injury ejection whatever because then he feels like his team might relax a little bit and and feel like they can take their foot off the gas because porzingis is out whatever i read it initially i swear to god the way i read it when doc was like i i wish porzingis is back out there i thought he was saying porzingis is so bad at ball screen defense that i wish he was out there so we could just go at him over Mm -hmm. and over and over again Mm -hmm. because it is absolutely atrocious this guy porzingis plays defense like he plays defense like he's never been coached before in his life and he's just trying to like mimic
1: other people playing Yeah, it's like a it's a ballet act more than Yeah, like he doesn't know how it.
0: to close out to a shooter but he, he he's watched enough basketball to see that like that's a thing you do when a guy shoots it is kind can of, you kind of run out there? Mm-hmm. So he's like I guess I run out well how do I do it? Do I do I run out and put my <laughs> hand up like this? Okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. He, it it is it is unbelievable. It it's it so frustrating cuz he's 7 foot 3 and like there is a world where he it, he's never going to be a great defender just because like I mean we're already this far in his career, but like, there is a world where the guy I don't know blocks a shot yeah. at some point. <laughs> like, no,
1: I mean seriously, there there's a summer. The rim. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a summer where he has that come to whatever meeting where he says, "Hey, I want to be a rim protector," quote unquote. I feel like Kevin Durant did that when he went to the Warriors. He just decided that year he was going to be the quote unquote rim protector. Maybe that yeah. happens, but even if that were to happen, like you said, the instincts of being a defender, being able to time a jump, and like some of those little. Things that you have to do in sync to make yourself a good defender it's maybe so aren't quite there naturally. Uh, and uh, to, to be quite honest with you, my favorite thing about the Mavs is that they they look so under, like, man. like They, they look like they need help or yeah, other players, yeah. you know what I mean? So it kind of just seems like a, a chaotic... Underdog mentality where you're just like, man, I hope that Luca and th- this group of guys <laughs> that they just put together, you know, the bad news bears can figure this out because the ball's belts it all over the place. So what's gonna mm-hmm. And what's going to happen? And all of a sudden, Tim Hardaway Jr. just pulls up and it goes in, or Seth Curry, whoever it may be, and we're all excited. But uh, I think of them the Clippers I'm just trying to keep Luka at Bay as best as possible yeah. maybe he has a 55 point game or whatever it is and they win that one game but we just deal with that that is what it is we'll play Yeah forever. I mean
0: like I I I don't I I just must be misreading this series cuz I don't I don't think the Mavs are I mean, think
1: that much faith They're going to make Luka.
0: They're going to make the Clippers work harder than the Clippers want to in a 7-2 first round matchup yes. I I do think that I mean like obviously like trying to but guard they're the not going to work
1: insane. as hard as the Lakers are in a 1-8 matchup you know what I mean and <laughs> th- that's the only solace that they have
0: I don't I don't think it's going to be yeah I don't I I, I envision like what happened tonight just happening four more times three more times basically and maybe maybe one of these times the the Mavs do win he it you could win yeah, one or yeah, two they don't miss and they they win one or two but I don't know I, I, if, I if I'm the Clippers I'm not they, I didn't play particularly well tonight Luca played out of his mind and even if Luca does that every single night, like you're still gonna win the game. Who cares? You know? Like Porzingis is still gonna be dog shit on on defense. You could still go ahead. Like I, I don't know. I'm I I don't I don't see this being like a competitive series in terms of like games one. I see it be competitive on individual game levels, but then I think the Clippers are gonna win every game.
1: What do you think about the Clippers trying to be the bad guy? Like they're trying to be they're trying to be the bad boys almost. Like they're trying to be the a little Pistons. Bit, yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're trying to have some sort of swagger with with Pat Beverly and Paul Jordan. I mean, obviously yeah, Kawhi yeah. is not a part of that, but it does have Kawhi is almost like Joe Dumars where he's just like neutral, but you're like yeah. I guess he's wearing the same uniform, <laughs> yeah. so he's with them. I, I don't know. Um but yeah, I, I I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, it seems a little premature maybe. Yeah, um, I don't know where
1: it's coming from other than like they're they're like America loves the Lakers so we have to be the the bad guys and if that's really their angle I don't like that because I think the the Blazers have already gotten that like the Blazers are like yeah we'll be the bad guys but also America's sweetheart at the same time (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's take a break come back and we're gonna we're gonna do our uh signing college teams nba teams we're going to flesh this whole idea out that we kind of started
1: a few. this is going to be hilarious yeah Can't this wait. will be fun
0: all right quick break to talk about our good friends from coors light it is without a doubt a summer that will look a bit different this year festivals weddings just even going to brunch with friends uh they all seem like a thing in the past but just because our plans might change doesn't mean our summer is canceled Coors Light wants to make it easier for you to chill this summer and give you a break from the stress and pressures of daily life. They certainly want me to do this date. That's why they sent me a bunch mm. of beer. I have been making my way through the beer. Coors, I I don't, beggars can't be choosers, but I, if, if you have it in your heart, I could use some more beer. I've been going to the beach a lot lately. I throw in a mm. six Coors. I sit there, I stare at the horizon. One of my great, one of my great, one of my favorite things to do at the beach is to stare at old men staring at the horizon and just like <laughs> thinking like that guy has it figured out, you know? So that's what I've been doing a lot. I drink, I stop staring at the horizon myself and I stare at the old men staring at the horizon. I'm like, I want to be that guy someday. Anyway, drinking a lot of Coors as I'm doing it. I'm a, I'm a big time Coors. Like guy. I, I cannot get enough. Thank you to Coors. Coors light is mountain cold refreshment. It is made to chill And it is brewed with a three-step cold process, cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged, so it's actually made to chill. The mountains and the sunglasses both turn blue in the limited-edition summer cans. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, it is crisp, and it is only 102 calories. So when you need to reset this summer, reach for a beer that's made to chill. And you can also have Coors Light delivered by going to get.coorslight.com and finding local delivery options near you celebrate responsibly coors brewing company golden colorado we're also brought to you by whoop whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep how recovered you are and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from both your workouts and the normal stressors of life tate i've been talking about whoop for a while i still wear my whoop strap i'm still doing the thing uh which which as i've explained many times over the the benefit of it is it basically tells you how hard to push yourself um This is – I will say, though, it's interesting that we have Coors and Whoop back-to-back because a little bit at odds with each other. Like The Whoop Whoop thing is tracking how much I'm drinking. Coors is sending me these beers. I'm smashing the beers, so I'm trying to, like, find the perfect balance. But Whoop is great for that because Whoop gives you – it gives you the score. It's like, hey, you're not – you don't have to be a hero today. Don't go out there and try to run a marathon and kill yourself. Here's all we need mm-hmm. from you today. We need a we need a 9.3 effort. That's what we need today. And it gives you the number. And you wake up and you're like, all right, I'm going to give it a 9.3 today. And that's why I love using Whoop. Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code TITUS at checkout. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com and enter the code TITUS to save 15%. Sleep better. I can't, the, the sleep stuff's amazing, by the way. I I, I kind of glossed over that. It's, 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 it's unbelievable waking up and knowing how much juice you got in the tank. Recover faster and train smarter with Whoop today. All right, Tate, let's dive into this. The the premise is this, March Madness was canceled. We need to assign college teams to the NBA playoff teams so we we can determine a national champion. This way, we've already we've already determined national champions. God knows how many ways at this point, but uh I don't know. I I, I I enjoyed this exercise because we started doing it just riffing out of I, I just mentioned the Lakers were Duke and then we just kind of did a riff and kind of threw out some other comparisons. And then we thought we should flesh this all the way out. But then we kind of had some disagreements, so we decided to do our own list. And and then and and, and, and ha- the having our true. own list, by the way, I just realized <laughs> we're gonna have two different national champions that come from this yes. exercise. It's great. So we're we're this is all part of the process of of crowning 4,000 national champions for the 2020 NCAA tournament.
1: Our goal is to continue to keep naming people so that everyone at the end of the day can look yep. back to 2020 and say, it was a terrible year, but we did win the national championship. Yeah, yes, and, yeah. uh, and that's, that's enough hope for the future. Positive vibes only. Every, yeah, everybody's
0: happy because everyone won the national title. Uh, all right. So let's, let's, uh, I'm going to structure it. We're, let's go by seeding of the, the NBA teams Yep, and, and we'll start in the West. Uh, so we'll do the, the West one seed, which is the Lakers, then the East one seed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we start with the Lakers. My pick for the Lakers is Duke, self-explanatory. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really it, – it, and, and it's so self-explanatory. I don't think I'm going to say anything else. That's it. The mm-hmm. Lakers are Duke. And if you don't get why, then you should watch more basketball. I mean, the, it's, yeah. it's, it's a no-brainer.
1: One of my rules for selecting the teams was to confirm my bias as to who they are. I would look at their roster and say, do they have someone from that university on their team? And are they an influential figure on that team? So I look at the Lakers. I hear Duke. I look at the branding. I say, Los Angeles Lakers, historically not really Duke, presently very Duke. Yep. The most Duke they could be. LeBron James is basically Duke University without being Duke University in the same way that he is Ohio State University without being, <laughs> but also being, Ohio State University.
0: Is Ohio State football Duke basketball, I think? Is
1: exactly, so that makes a lot of sense. And then you look at the roster, you go down construct it. You're like, all right, where are the Duke guys? Danny Green, all right, this is, this is hurting what I'm thinking about. But also, Danny Green sold himself out to Chip England. Duke guy, went to the Spurs. Mm-hmm. All right, Duke checks mm-hmm. the box. Give it there. Bang. Quinn Cook... The face of the 2015 national champions. You think it's the one and done, Dookies, but it's really Coach K's old formula of let's have a point guard like Quinn Cook take us to a national championship, similar to what Nolan Smith did and John mm-hmm. Shire and those guys. Mm-hmm. Quinn Cook checks the box, Duke Lakers, boom. I agree. Let's go.
0: Yeah, that that one that one was a no brainer. Oh, we, we should you you mentioned your ground rules by the way. I I guess we should lay out the framework for this. Is your what, okay. what is your what was your overall approach to this? Uh,
1: My overall approach was basically. Let's look at what is historically the answer and then let's see if historically matches up with presently, yeah. and if there is some sort of conflicting report, then let's go to the roster itself and then try to figure out play style or player to determine if that is the college of choice.
0: So the Blazers are going to be Weber State. Is what you're saying.
1: No, the Blazers... We'll get
0: to it. Uh, we'll get to uh, it. Uh, mine, mine is just a case-by-case basis, and it makes no difference. That's basically what I'm saying as It's well, all over the place. Sort of, that's just sort uh, of my brain. So sometimes yeah. I'm historical. Sometimes I'm like this, this past team. Sometimes it makes no sense whatsoever. But anyway, so we'll, we'll have fun. With it. The Bucs. So the one seed in the East, the Bucks. I am sticking with my Texas Tech pick that I threw out a couple shows ago. I think it fits because it's a small market. It's like the, the Lubbock-Milwaukee thing. Like you, you see guys are transferring to Lubbock or recruits are mm. are choosing to go to Texas Tech. And you see other fan bases say, why would anybody want to go play there? And it's like because they, they got a good thing going. That's why. They want to play for Chris. Chris Beard is Giannis, basically. He, he's the new hot thing that everybody wants to to be with
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, that's what the transfer are yeah. saying in the portal uh, <laughs> mac mcclung
0: they play great defense but they still haven't like got over mm-hmm. the hump and won. obviously texas tech went to the the last national title game we saw they, they lose in overtime to virginia tech they almost had it but they haven't got over the hump they haven't actually won it yet but everyone's like just give it a little time if they can keep what they got going right now it's just a matter of time until they break through that's my pick.
1: Texas. I like that. And you know, Texas tech is a great pick. And when you think about, you know, the, 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 what past three years, four years, something like that, that would be Texas tech for me, I was looking more historical and I was trying to figure out play style and also fit and what I think they're going to do as far as the chances and the odds. And the way that I looked at it was basically they're North Carolina and uh, and you're, and you're upset. Oh. You're, you're, you're shocked right now because oh. you're like, I thought you told me that the Sixers, North Carolina, but I was trying to finagle what they would be and what what the Bucks are. I feel like we're in this this weeds period from maybe like 2013 to 2017 for North Carolina, where there's a lot of pieces that ca- people kind of like. You know, some of the pieces you'll hear like a like a, a name of you know Chris Middleton, you know, like a Justin Jackson. You're like ah, I kind of like him, but he's not good enough to win a title, right? right. And then you kind of go down the list of those guys and uh, they're, they're sort of a, uh, a fit here, which kind of basically maybe lean on the bucks, which I think that the Duke Duke needed someone on the other side. And that's East, what it is. They're Carolina. So basically Titus uh, to, to sum it all up. I say all that to say that basically the bucks for me, I needed, I needed someone to represent North Carolina uh, personally that I could pull for in the East and, yeah well i picked I picked Marvin Williams team uh, because if duke 's going to be the one seat on the other side north carolina's going to be the one seat on the other. you know what I mean this is just fair is it, is it the East versus the west? <laughs> so you picked you so you picked a one seed <laughs> see but to me that would be like they're perfect they're perfectly kansas because that's a final four matchup you know what i mean i'm talking about an nba final i feel show like
0: then. i feel like you should have made okay. you should have made the clippers north perfect. carolina so you could have had the lakers and clippers la la beautiful well let's go let's go do the clippers that's that's the next one on the list you said they're kansas i have them as kansas as well uh another one of those deals it just it just makes total sense to me um and and feels self-explanatory i'll flesh it out a little more uh the, the, the Clippers are the, the – the be- if, if Ken Palm existed for the NBA, I would mm-hmm. guess that the Clippers would be number one. And I, I admittedly don't really have data to back that up, but it just feels like it. It feels the way people talk about them. They're just like, they are the team. They, they, the, they have the right balance. They have two great wings. Paul George – they were saying it tonight during the game. Paul George – uh, in any given night in the playoffs, Paul George could be the best player on the court, and it will happen many times over P, throughout the playoffs. And he's, and he's the second best player on this team. Um, it just feels very, very Kansas that that is what Kansas is every single year, is that Kansas the, – the, the prototypical Kansas season is like they're 31-3 and three entering the tournament, and they're a mm-hmm. one seed. And they won the Big 12, and they won the Big 12 tournament, and now we're going to see what rounds they're exactly. going to be. is it gonna be the second round or they're gonna make it to the final (laughs) four and lose like what and that that is how i feel about the clippers uh they they are by the book the best team but there are questions about whether
1: that matters exactly yeah and it's like to put it in context to me this this uh clippers team is like kansas of 2018 where they have all this talent in fact if you watch the clippers team show up to the game and they do like their fit picks it looks like a kansas team you know what i mean where there's just like all the characters line up, all the players fit to certain roles. They have all the talent in the world. They all like, there, there's certain stories like a Lou Will story that could be like a LeGerald Vic story where it's kind of like, mm-hmm there's something maybe going on here, but they're also going to figure it out yeah. because Doc Rivers in the same way that Bill Selfie just kind of like a straight shooter. He's a player's coach, quote unquote. And
0: the DeAndre Jordan Barry situation. Kansas situation. Was, that was uh,
1: Billy. Pre- that's a Billy that a, Preston a Kansas yes.
0: situation for sure. That was, that's
1: exactly. the Billy
0: Preston, the DeAndre Jordan mystery. DeAndre Jordan wrecked his car. He hit a fire hydrant, and he had a duffel bag full of cash. Kansas, and his and, that, and
1: <laughs> historically, obviously, Kansas is one of the you know blue blood, one of the most historic programs ever. We're not saying that Kansas historically is the Clippers, but for the forward future, the Adidas of what we see at Kansas right now, the Snoop Dogg version of Kansas, that is the Clippers version of Kansas. Yep. Um, and I think the. The OBCs, you know, the, the Long Beach jerseys that they have kind of speak to the fact that they are this team. And the colors align too well for it not to be the case. And uh, the personalities match That's up. Point. I don't know. That's point. It, it just makes too much sense. And, and also the Lakers, it, it, like the Clippers in, in and Duke in Kansas uh, are sort of like they, they point each other. They're similar, but they kind of just kind of they exist next to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know There like They, they, they are rivals, yeah, but they yeah. also are very similar, and they have some sort of these moments. dating back in the 90s in the Final Four, or even Devontae Graham knocking out, you know, Grayson Allen in the tournament just to bring that up because that's always a nice point to be made. They have a history that correlates, but it's not a rivalry per se, but it's there. Se, Something's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Great, great. Clippers, Kansas, lock it in. That's that's a great one. Uh, I feel like this next one's a great one as well. The mm. Raptors, the two-seed in the East. Uh, again, it, it's 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 obvious for me. It's Virginia. They are the defending champions, one. But beyond that, they're the defending champions that no one wants to acknowledge won last year. No one wants to take them seriously this year, which Virginia wasn't particularly – shouldn't. it's not like we should have taken them super seriously this year. But at the same time, like – put some respect on the the, the defending champions, right? Like, I mean, what the hell's going on here? Uh, That that, that to me is a no-brainer. Not just because they were defending champions. It's not just that they both won last year. It's the attitude around them winning. It's the God's plan – the the tie it all together it just it just makes too much sense it, to they have to be masai
1: ujiri is the golden boy of the nba everyone points to masai and the culture that he created with the raptors and the fact that he brought a title to you know toronto and obviously he had his time in denver and he kind of like you know worked his way up to the top and created this this universe in toronto where people want to go there and play sort of like what tony bennett did you know surprisingly we see five stars now that yeah. will throw out Virginia, he's obviously able to take guys into the system, into the program, develop them into great players. The only unfortunate part of this is like the Virginia is if the Raptors lost Fred Van Vliet, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, like all those guys left. And the only guy there was Serge Ibaka, you know what I mean, which would be Diakite. Um, That's the only unfortunate part with the comparison as far as like what we have now, Virginia. Van Vliet yeah, I guess. Is yeah, that's got to go. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the only unfortunate part. But but the culture is what we're talking about. The Raptors have the new culture. Uh, culture they have yeah. everyone wants to be a part of what's going on there. People are interested, but they also aren't interested enough, in our opinion. And uh, perfectly, the Raptors, perfectly yep. Virginia. Right, I'm right there with so you. So you're, you're well.
0: picking, you're picking Virginia as well. All right, so let's go to the uh, three seats in the West. It's the Nuggets. Uh, I said this on the the one show we did. We were riffing through them. I I assigned Gonzaga to the Nuggets. I'm sticking by it. It's the the West Coast team. Uh, Denver's on the West Coast, as we all know. It's uh it's it's a it's a team that like everyone all the all the stat nerds all the all the people that like really dive into the NBA mm-hmm. get super excited about it. They point to Jokic and they say that there's there's no one in the league like that guy. He he's there's there's he he's he might be the most they get kind of carried away. They're like, yeah, they might be the most valuable asset in all of the NBA, if you think about it, because there's no one like him and all this kind of, and they just, the, the ball gets rolling and they get out of control. Before you know it, they're saying like the Nuggets should be the favorites to win it all. That's kind of Gonzaga. Uh, they, 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 <laughs> they have all the European guys as well over, over in Spokane. They play like a certain style of basketball. They, they play great offense. Mm-hmm. It's like fun to watch. It's, it's, it's the right way, quote unquote, extra pass, all that kind of stuff. And all the people that like really sink their teeth into college basketball are like Gonzaga's for real, man. I'm telling you, Gonzaga's for real. And all the casuals are like, what? No, they're not. Absolutely not. And that's how I kind of feel about the Nuggets. That like, if, if, if Zach Lowe got in front of a camera and was like pleading, he's like, I'm telling you, the Denver Nuggets are good enough to win it. I feel like all of America would roll their eyes and be like, there's
1: no And that's historically. And I think that's sort of where we are, right? I mean, historically, for me, Gonzaga is the right answer as well. And I'll put it to a specific team, which is the 2017 Gonzaga team. You talked about people trying to wedge in a team. I remember you doing that. I remember you saying that Karnowski was a guy that we cannot replace in college basketball basketball and that's very similar to a <laughs> yeah, yeah. and nigel williams goss to me is very jamal murray and that is and that is what this team yeah. is currently they have all like you see a zach norvell or tory craig for example that can have some big moments in a game you're like oh that that guy i forgot about that guy. i forgot about will barton you know you know and as you kind of map out the gonzaga yeah. team and the nuggets team they have so much quote-unquote talent they have so much depth and at times Mark Few or Mike Malone may get blamed for not being able to figure out that rotation. Why is Zach Collins not playing more? Why, why, why is Michael Porter Jr. not playing more? You know, and that
0: I- Zach Collins is is Michael Porter Jr. Okay. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to who's bull ball? I'm trying to think of the Gonzaga player that's bull ball.
1: Man, that's that's probably the toughest one that we have on the list. Uh, we'll just say Perkins for now, but Perkins on standing on Perkins' shoulders.
0: <laughs> All right, so move on to the three seed in the East. Uh, the Celtics. Uh, I'm going to make this one quick. I I picked North Carolina for the Celtics or Villanova. I don't know. Flip a coin. North Carolina, Villanova. My my rationale is when I watch the Celtics, the the whole team is basically A minus B plus players. That's like across the board. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're absolutely loaded, but Jason Tatum's the best player and Jason Tatum is probably not one of the 15 to 20 best players in the NBA.
1: Maybe he is. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. It depends, not, it depends no, on the day, he's not. but he's not. The
0: point is uh, it, 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 it goes against this idea that in the modern NBA to win a title, you have to have
1: a... Someone gets so upset. Someone's advanced stat that he is top four. Very
0: clearly the 13th best <laughs> by my algorithm. Uh, but, but the Celtics go again in much the same way that Carolina and Villanova go against the, the, you have to load up on five stars and first round draft picks. And, and that's the way to win titles. Um, I feel like the Celtics go against this notion that you have to have a guy who's one of the top five players in the league, and that's the only way you can win an NBA championship, uh, which yep. might end up being true. But, like, if the Celtics are to win a title, they'd have that Maryland feel of no McDonald's All-Americans. Or, you know, like, that's, that's kind of the feel I have with them. Even though Tatum is great and he's an all-star and all that, he's not, like, upper echelon, like, you know, super-duper star. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, no, He no, is no, like a sure. – this is going to break your heart to say it. He He reminds me of, like – if, if the Celtics won Justin the title, Jackson? he would be Justin Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. be Justin no, I Jackson. mean,
1: l- let's be honest. As I workshop the idea, the Celtics made sense as North Carolina, but I couldn't, as someone who views the Lakers as the North Carolina and Duke as the Boston Celtics, I could not come to, <laughs> but it's kind of what we talked about in college basketball where North Carolina has now become the Duke of the nineties. And yeah, Duke is now, yeah, North yeah, it does make a lot of sense. So that I'm, I'm picking more,
0: North Carolina, North Carolina is the Celtics. Yeah.
1: North North Carolina is a great pick. For me, the Celtics. There was two options here, uh, and once I took North Carolina out of the equation, I fought between two teams. Um, one of them, the coach is involved, and one of the top players. And the other one, it just always felt like a, a certain fit. But I saved that one for another team. So my pick is Butler. The Butler Bulldogs, um, <laughs> because I I feel like they have no shot yet. Somehow they're gonna get a shot, and I don't know I don't know how else to put it. Uh Shabazz- if Gordon Hayward in Game Seven of the
0: finals hits a half court shot at the buzzer to win the title, and and Brad and Gordon get their moment? what if that's that's the destiny. If it's a Boston Celtics Lakers
1: <laughs> final and it's a game seven and Gordon Hayward hits a half court shot, let me just tell you, twenty twenty is a wrap. The world is over. <laughs> I am, uh, I am getting out of here. But I say all that to say, Butler, Butler makes the most sense for me. Brad Stevens, the the underdog, like you said, we have no five stars. We are, we are figuring it out. We are growing into a team. Jason Tatum is Gordon Hayward in the situation yep. where he is becoming a star. Right before our very eyes, Shelvin Mack is—I uh, don't know a mix—he's a mix between Kimba and Marcus Smart because yeah, yeah. He, like Kimba's kind of like not even at that level to be the Shelvin Mack of this team right now. Matt Howard—I don't know is who nor- Jalen Brown. Yeah, Matt Howard is definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We know who he is. Yeah, we do, yeah. yeah. Daniel Theis or whatever. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Nora. I mean, you got all the pieces as you go. I like, love that, I love that
0: Gordon Hayward is not Gordon Hayward. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not Gordon Hayward.
1: Absolutely not Gordon Hayward. Um, but Butler and Brad Stevens, I like. we're never going to get that reunion again. So I feel like in this time, in this place, in this space, yeah. let's just connect. All right. I right. like it.
0: All right. Uh, let's go back to the West. Uh, the Rockets are next on the list. Uh, my pick is Creighton. Um, it's, wow. It, it's, it's, it's for this reason, unstoppable offense. Mm-hmm. Great regular season team, totally f- fun to watch, pouring points in a hurry. You catch them on the right night, you're like, oh, my God, they're going to shatter records for uh, – my mind goes back to the Ethan Rogge game at Villanova, and you're just like, mm-hmm. is Creighton the greatest basketball team ever assembled? If, if they make shots, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, that's how I feel about the Rockets is uh, when, when Harden gets going and Russ and you know, the rest, and then they're jacking up threes and they're making shots, it's fantastic. But then, historically – Something goes wrong in the postseason, <laughs> and it all comes crumbling down. And for that reason, after a pattern of this happening year after year after year after year, uh, the collective, uh, America has collectively decided we're out on this team. I'm, no, I'm not going to believe in them anymore. And that's, that's kind of the Creighton – I feel like the, the, the sentiment is the same for, the, for Creighton and the Rockets.
1: Creighton's a good pick. Uh, For me, it's another team that, like you said, they would get there in these moments and they never deliver, yet there's so much hype around it. Um, And, in fact, I was kind of in between two programs. The two programs I was in between was Arizona State and UCLA, and obviously because of Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And then I put those together – and the algorithm came out and it said, you are Arizona coached by Sean Miller, wow. which is wow. you're, going to get, okay. you're going to get there. You're going to get to a place uh, that everyone thinks that you're supposed to be. And you have the talent. Everything checks out. You're going to do it. Is this the year? America kind of hates you and doesn't want you to do it, but they still think maybe this could be the year, mm-hmm. yet there will be disappointment, and there is lingering <laughs> disappointment on the other side of every Arizona situation dating back to 2011. The Rockets can say the same thing since Dwight Howard and all those guys were good. Since James Harden got traded in 2012, I think they're on the same page. John Miller and uh,
0: Daryl Morey are the same guy. Like they, they After you lose in the playoffs – you're just, Let's run you're it. Just back. like you're just like <laughs> leaning up against the wall, just like banging it, and you're just like, damn it, what am I doing wrong? Like I the, the algorithm says load up on five yes. stars. Yes. The system should be working. Damn it. What is wrong with it? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Arizona basketball at its finest. Yeah. West Coast. Uh it, yeah, and, and
0: the Warriors, like the Warriors are to the Rockets what like mm. uh Kentucky and Dugar to Arizona, where like, yeah, Sean's Sean's looking at that. He's like, I'm following the same goddamn model and it's not working for me. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And that's more. He's like, the Warriors. Make shots. I don't get it. Mm. We're trying to make mm. shots. Why is it not working for us? What am I missing? <laughs> yeah, fact. Uh, that's a good. That's it. I like that. I like that pick. Uh, all right. So moving on to the uh, Pacers. Uh, my pick for the Pacers is Michigan State, and here's why. Um, wow. This this is kind of loose. So this one isn't like super. This isn't a great comparison, but but here here's my rationale. Uh, Michigan State has the highest floor. I feel like Michigan State has, like, the highest floor. Maybe Kansas does. But Michigan State has a very high floor every single season where you know Michigan State is going to be – is going to compete. Michigan State will compete for the Big Ten title in some way, even if they finish, like, fifth ultimately, um, mm-hmm. which I don't – I don't, yeah, I don't, they don't do that too often. But they're always going to be, like, around there. Um, they're always going to be reckoned with. Every time the calendar turns to March, you're always a little bit like, all right, let's keep an eye on these guys. What's going on Mr. Here? March. Yeah, But they're never good enough to win at all. I mean, obviously they did in 2000, but I'm talking about the post-2000 run, the, the, the Big Ten drought here. Michigan State mm-hmm. every single year, they're good enough to grab your attention, not good enough to, to ultimately win it. That is the Indiana Pacers. They've had one top-ten pick in the last 20-something years because every single year they're like, good enough to make the playoffs and lose in the second round, and they're good enough to like, kind of mix it up. They're good enough to beat anybody on any given night, but mm-hmm. they're not good enough to win it all themselves. That's, that's, that's how I arrived there.
1: And then funny enough, in two thousand, they're in the finals. You know what I mean? They they are there. They could have won the final.
0: You know where the two thousand national championship was? Indianapolis. It was full wow. circle.
1: Come on. That Come could on. have been the moment. Yeah, yeah that could have been, that all checks out. Uh, I definitely see what you're saying and, there. When whoa, I think whoa.
0: And the Pacers, to flip it on its other head, the Pacers, uh, as a franchise, the the final like knife was st- stabbed into their heart at the Malice in the Palace in Detroit and mm, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like mm-hmm. when that happened, and it blew up the 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 one like the one chance the Patriots actually had to win a title.
1: Jermaine O'Neill, yeah, all those guys. Wow! 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 What a pick. Wow! Okay, sorry. <laughs> Great pick! I got Great pick! For a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned teams that uh, are able to get there but never get over the hurdle, uh, never able to win a championship. Obviously, not bringing up the fact that they did win a championship in the past, but it's too far gone. It's too far in the past. NC State, the Wolfpack. Um, <laughs> okay. To me, TJ McConnell is Braxton Beverly. Okay. Um, I can't tell the difference. Uh, TJ Warren is, to me, the greatest NC State player of this past decade. He is the best player in the bubble, the Mm -hmm. best scorer in the bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the greatest player ever in the bubble. (laughs) NC State and the Pacers, just like you said, they have – these moments in history where they go to the Eastern conference finals against the bronze heats team. And everyone remembers those moments where like it's the Pacers or it's NC state and they just beat UConn and Julius Hodges yelling at the crowd. I told y'all and you, and it kind of viscerally stays in your head, but you know, on the other side of that moment of of jubilation, when they finally have Mm -hmm. like a good win to go to a game seven, that there is going to be a pitfall of despair on the other side where all of that hope and all of that excitement is going to be met with disappointment. And, Unfortunately, with the NF Pacers and with the NC State Wolfpack since 2000, that has been the case. We get you high. We have all the pieces. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George could be the, the two wings that are playing for the Pacers right now in an alternate universe, but mm-hmm. instead they're in L.A. We don't get that, but they still have T.J. Warren, just like NC State has T.J. Warren because regardless of all the bad things that happened, all the Brandon Ingrams, all the other – you know. Seventh Woods, all these people that you wanted to go there that didn't go there. You got TJ Warren, TJ Warren, John Walls. You got TJ Warren. Be happy with TJ Warren. How many times have you said
0: all- TJ Warren on this podcast? Holy T.J. TJ
1: Warren. <laughs> say it again.
0: Uh, NC State. Bo- Pacers fans and NC State fans both uh, will. Nate McMillan
1: went to NC State. Oh, there it goes. Okay. So, yeah. The head coach of the Pacers.
0: If, if you were to say uh, your franchise, your program is not that great, it's overrated or it's like, you're, you're just okay. You're not relevant. Say you're not relevant. Mm. Uh, mm. NC state fans and Pacers fans will both be like, you very, very passionate and start yelling. Explode. and yes. And they'll start pointing to like all these like moments in time where it's like, you know, what about this? What about this? What about this? And they don't realize as they're doing it, the fact that you're getting that worked up proves the point that you're not that relevant. Because if you said <laughs> that to like a Duke fan, you're like your program's not relevant. They'd be like, huh? And they wouldn't even like. They'd be like, "What you're saying is nonsense." The fact mm. that you fall, the Pacers fans and NC State fans both would fall into the trap of being like, "Yes, we are," and just get super worked up about it. And uh,
1: they're oh worked my, up right now on that yeah, And I yeah. call them the Pacers. They're like, "We are the Bucks."
0: Uh, moving on, the Thunder. Uh, my my pick for the Thunder was Wichita State, and here's why.
1: That's a great pick.
0: Small market. They had that one run like seven, six, seven, eight <laughs> years ago that everyone remembers. And uh, everyone remembers it so well that they don't realize that there really hasn't been like a run since then that, that mm-hmm. is similar to that. I'm talking about the Thunder going to the 2012 finals and losing to the Heat. Um, they 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 went back to the conference finals a couple times, but they haven't they have not the Thunder have not won a, a playoff series since KD left since they took the Warriors mm-hmm. to seven games and then KD snaked his way to 2016, snaked yep. his way to the Bay Area. They've not won a playoff series since then. Wichita State's in the similar boat. They go to the they go to the 2013 Final Four, as we all know, and they've been to one Sweet Sixteen since then. But it doesn't matter because we remember the Final Four run, and it's like it's it's like that fun story. It still has the lingering effects. I feel that way about the Thunder. That like the Thunder are considered a prominent franchise in the NBA because mm-hmm. of that finals run basically. And then the run with yep. KD and then he left. But like if you're actually-
1: Presti's a lot like Greg Marshall where it's kind of like the, the yeah. status of what was is now lingering. Yeah. I mean, not to that not doing yeah, great it's, work it's still, they kind of. They're
0: still running on that like five years ago thing. And uh at some point in these next five years, you got to have a new thing is what I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. And when I had the Thunder, uh, I mean, I Wichita State's a great pick. In fact, Wichita State was one of the teams when I looked at my list, I was like, I should have put someone as Wichita State. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to go with Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons mm-hmm. uh, for the Thunder, because uh, one, Chris Paul, I think he is the the quintessential Wake Forest point guard in my mind. Uh, two, Billy Donovan was always one of those guys where I thought that he could end up at a Wake Forest to go up into ACC country and just be a big four coach. And when you look at the Wake Forest roster and you look at all those guys that are on this team, it, it's sort of like Wake Forest. When you look back at the 09 team, you see like Jeff Teague, Alf Camino, James Johnson. And you look at this Thunder roster and you're like Darius Bailey, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander, Chris Paul. When you go back and we look on this roster, we're like, I can't believe that all those guys were on that team and they didn't do anything. And, and, you know, just with the matchup of the Thunder going against the Rockets, it's a bad draw. I feel like Wake Forest is the ultimate team of like, we had a great team and then we got a terrible draw in the tournament against a West Virginia in the second round or whatever it is and we get upset. The Thunder – they got a bad draw. They've had a great year. They're going to play a bad rocket matchup. team. That, just a bad, bad matchup. matchup. Yeah. And uh, we're going to look back on this team and go, "Oh my god, I can't believe that they had that much talent." And they—they they were good. They were it was just
0: done. a bad matchup. All right,
1: I, I, yeah, I did. it uh, All right,
0: the uh, the Miami Heat are the next team up. Um, I I am picking for the Heat. I am choosing Louisville um and this this pick. one is the this one is the loose this one's the pat worst. Riley is so upset yeah. about this he's like yeah wait yeah a yeah, wait a, yeah. <laughs> uh this one is the worst one i i have i i the, the rationale for this one's definitely the the loosest and i i couldn't i i struggled with the heat i settled on louisville because uh three titles right they are mm-hmm. they, they they both have three titles yeah i think that's correct yeah um, yeah. But the most recent title for both of them, uh, they cheated to win. it's, it's. it's, it's I, I, think, I think Ray Allen's shot in the corner. It
1: kind of is same year. Also funny. Yeah, though. it is.
0: Yeah, Ray Allen's wow. Ray Allen's three is like uh, kind of cheating. Is what I've decided for the purposes of this exercise. Is that that, that like cheated? They kind of stole it. That, that's the equivalent mm-hmm. of having the strippers in the dorms. Um, no, I, I think I think it was this particular heat team as well. Jimmy Butler feels like Jordan Mora. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Both times, both situations, people responded, thank you, Jesus. And uh, and, and (laughs) that's that's what it is.
0: Uh, Jimmy Butler feels like uh, uh, Jordan Mora, where uh, – yeah, like the I don't know. I don't it makes there's sense. A in lot, my brain. There's a lot of
1: talk. Yeah. I got to be honest.
0: It makes sense in my brain, but I'm I'm doing a poor job of explaining it. And and I'm just gonna punt on this one and say I don't have to explain it. It's my show. I'll just pick the Heat or Louisville. It makes sense. Look,
1: I'll keep I'll keep it simple for the fans. Same colors. Same colors. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the white, white out.
0: out. Is a thing in Miami, and it's yep. it, Rick Pitino loves a good whiteout himself.
1: Yeah, the KFC Yum Center, American Airlines Arena. It seems like they probably have similar gimmicks that are going on to get fans <laughs> yeah. in the building. You know what I mean? It's that whole kind of thing. For me, uh, the Heat. I, at one time, I thought that they were going to be Kentucky because I'm so Pat Riley. Anything is Kentucky, but Pat Riley. Like you just pointed out, I feel like he's pivoted to Louisville in his, you know, future in the same way North Carolina's turned into Duke of Old. It's a weird world that we live in. I have Marquette as my pick, and the reason I had Marquette nice. is because of Jimmy Buckets himself, obviously being Mr. Marquette. I like the idea of Marquette being a contender, but not actually a contender. Everyone keeps saying the Miami Heat can be a real contender with mm-hmm. Jimmy's team. They're not really a contender, in my opinion. They have the three-point shooting of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, kind of like the the Marcus Howard and the Travis Diener world of just, like, guys running around, ch- you know, chucking up threes, and we're going to see what's happening. Um, that's where they are. That, that, I have Marquette there. So, Wo, Wojo could be the coach. He could be all right, all right. Uh That works. I like
0: yeah. it. Uh, all right, so next up on our list is the Jazz. Uh <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go first for this one. I've been going first on all these. You go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For me, this one is, uh, again, I went back and forth. And a lot of these I deferred to who do I feel like is the face of the team. So this one was Louisville. Uh, the Jazz were Louisville because I felt like they had a lot of independent operators um, that I didn't quite, you know, figure out how they were going to piece it all together. And the guy that I thought would be the main focal point did not happen to be, which obviously turns into Donovan Mitchell, similar to that, you know, Louisville team with Montrez Harrell and all those guys. Back in the day, Quinn Snyder, to me, is a Rick Pitino uh, of the NBA <laughs> with just, like, the fire that's inside. I know he's keeping it contained. I know Quinn Snyder is, you know, everyone loves Quinn Snyder. He's America's, you know, coach right now. But he's got the fire. He's got the passion. He's the muscle um, man of the NBA, really. Yeah, like, he really yeah. is more muscle man. Uh, I, I, I know me, I just yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Louisville because Louisville of Don, Donovan Mitchell, and I needed the Jazz to have some sort of, like, they have a real – I think the Jazz have a real chance. To, to actually make a run i will say that in the same way that louisville has a real chance I know that people i are will up, say I that
0: that's a great thing uh uh you can say about louisville's especially louisville's team this year and the yep. jazz this year you, you all you have to do is say the phrase they have a good chance to make a run it means nothing but it sounds mm-hmm. really nice but it sounds it makes great them feel good about their team
1: yep. uh when we all
0: know they're they're not going to do
1: much it's like they're moving in the right direction yeah. you know what yeah. i mean everyone's like yeah yeah chris max gotta go my
0: pick is baylor and I, it's for one it's for That's one reason pick. only i it, it, i i i say that to ask you this question tape are the utah jazz a good nba franchise arguments can be made either way mm. obviously mm. uh all the mm. jazz fans are like are you kidding me of course we're a good franchise like we i'm talking about on success i think they're they're successful in terms of like uh you know drop it you drop an nba franchise and in salt lake city it, it might not seem like it makes a lot of sense on the surface but the jazz fans have shown out they are a recognizable brand success in that regard uh mm. they've only been the two finals ever in the history of the the franchise which puts them like i mean if you're making a list of all the finals appearances of franchises through the years that's on the lower end tate only going to two finals ever they they kind of they, they have good seasons then they have bad seasons <laughs> they're kind of all mm. over the place like if you're trying to say like are the Utah Jazz one of the top ten to twelve NBA franchises? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Again, someone is crunching the numbers to show us they're in fact number eleven. And that's and, that's uh, how I feel about Baylor. Is like
0: you, you could. You, some days I'm feeling like Scott Drew, best one of the best coaches in college basketball. Other days I'm like, get this guy out of my face. He can't win anything. And uh, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about the Jazz on any given day. I I could be led to believe that they are one of the five best franchises and the history they have and the the run in the nineties is just they, they they just came along at the wrong time and any other if those, those teams are some of the best teams ever and they just happen to go up against Jordan, otherwise, you know, we could be talking about a dynasty that the Jazz had. And um mm-hmm. but then on the other side, I mean, had a lot <laughs> of irrelevant teams, a lot of a lot of bad teams, a lot of really, really bad Utah Jazz basketball mm-hmm. teams. So
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to try. I'm trying to figure out who is the John Stockton of Baylor basketball. And I've been racking my brain. I have no idea who it is, but. Uh, uh,
0: the John Stockton of Baylor basketball is. <laughs>
1: is it John Lucas before he transferred? That's who it would have been. I mean, that's that's the only like I I it's it's a uh, I'm racking my brain.
0: Yeah, I, I that that is that you, you, that that is <laughs> that, that just broke the basketball. I mean, what brain. the hell? You should tweet that and just see what You should just tweet that and everyone would be like, "What the hell is this guy on right now?" John Stockton <laughs> yeah. of Baylor basketball.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: All right, moving on. We got a few. One, two, three, four, five left. Uh, this, the Philadelphia 76ers are up next. I'll let you go first again.
1: The Philadelphia 76ers for me uh, was, again, this is a de facto pick because I couldn't think of a team that really fit them in my mind. I went with Villanova, and I went with Villanova strictly because Jay Wright and Villanova themselves. I, I personally feel like Villanova is the Warriors of the NBA. But in this instance right here, with the current uh, Villanova team, not the teams of the championship years. They're all Philadelphia. They're all trying to figure out their pieces that they have that are going to be the future. They got some good, talented five-star guys that are in the building. Um, they just don't know how to you know, figure out the pieces and put them together. Jay Wright will figure it out just like the Sixers, and uh, that's Villanova for me. Okay. All right. I won't, I won't,
0: I I won't press you on it. Um,
1: but I also I think the Sixers could win the title, so there's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of Villanova in there.
0: <laughs> are there any teams you think can't win the title? I'm just curious.
1: I think that the Magic probably had the longest yeah. shot, but they still have a chance. I, I'm telling you, I still believe that the bubble, Gym, anything is possible. Right, I think man. that anyone can get upset. And, that's and why the seven games – They're playing
0: in Disney, and the Disney is their sponsor. So they have Dis- they literally have Disney on their jerseys, and they're playing in the Disney bubble. So, I mean, you never know. You tell me. You tell me. You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pick for the 76ers is Arizona. Um, oh, I, I think pick. I threw that out when we were doing this uh, initially. Uh, but I, I thought about it more. I, I really want to lock it in because – uh, to me, the process is like Sean Miller's strategy of loading up on five stars. And I, I, I think that, that that's basically what the process was. It's like load up on five-star recruits, except for mm-hmm. the NBA. Load up on top draft picks, and then just let's see what happens. And then as it turns out, what happens is you don't go to the Final Four or the conference finals. Mm-hmm. The, the Sixers have not been to the conference finals since 2001. They've, that's the only time they've been in my lifetime uh, when, when Allen Iverson stepped over to Ron Liu in the – game one of the finals. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a similar thing with Arizona. It's like it, surely at a certain point, if you just keep throwing five stars at the problem, it'll get fixed. But that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Philadelphia 76ers are the Arizona
1: Wildcats in mind. My- no, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. And in fact, I want to change mine to make the Sixers UCLA because I feel like it's a very similar thing where it's like, let's just try to piece this thing together. Let's throw the five stars. Let's be West Coast. Let's, let's use our history to our advantage. And then somehow it doesn't work at all and, and people tend to forget what the history even is. Yeah, like like
0: like Julius yeah. Irving is uh uh Kareem, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. But they did but they don't know that they can't beat it together. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. Uh all right, All well, we got four more now. Um we're on to the seven seed. Seven seed in the West is is your beloved Dallas Mavericks date. What is what is your pick for the Mavericks?
1: So my Mavericks pick is uh it's an Indiana pick, and it would be Indiana because it would basically be it's an Indiana state pick, and then I'm gonna bowl down why it's a specific school in Indiana. So first it's Indiana because I'm like, all right, it's Luca, it's a Rick Carlisle, it's Mark Cuban, it's Porzingis, it's Indiana. Like, you know what I mean? I'm saying it without saying it. Like all those names I'm throwing in there, that's Indiana basketball to me. They got the history that we're trying to lean on to figure it out, but we don't really know. But then we need the the modern guy that's like the answer in crunch time to get a lot of big buckets, to carry a team, to get everyone on his side, just like Luca. It's Purdue. It's Carson Edwards. Mm. And the Mavericks are Purdue in the sense that like everyone wants to talk about them, the pieces, that the Caleb Swanigans that they have, the Nojo Easterns that they have, like mm. a Tim Hardaway Jr. But they're obviously not going to make... I believe, any real noise yeah. at the end of the day. They're not going to make a Final They're Four. They're not the, going to win a title, as Bill Titus both knows, and that's where the Mavericks are. There's a are third
0: there. most relevant team in their own state. Uh, all the all of it checks out. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a great pick, mm-hmm. uh, Mavericks mm-hmm. is, as Purdue. Uh, I, I say in the Midwest as well, I picked the Mavericks as Dayton. I I, <laughs> I stuck with that pick. Uh, and this one was specifically this past Dayton team. I think Luca is Obi Toppin. I think uh, – I, I, as I said about the Mavs earlier, I think if you're trying to watch – Dayton to me this year was the team that if you want to watch a college basketball game, you don't care who wins, you just want to be entertained, just put on the Dayton game and mm. you're, you're going to be entertained. I promise you, you will be. That is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, don't really play Guaranteed. a ton of defense either <laughs> at Dayton, didn't, but who cares? Defense is for losers. You know what's not for losers? Mm. Step back threes. Going between your legs and dunking it. And and all that other, like oh. Jalen
1: Brown, step back, yeah. Jalen Brown, step back. <laughs> Another uh, one, so yeah,
0: that, that one's pretty self explanatory. The Mavericks are the most fun team in the NBA, uh, Dayton was the most fun team in college basketball. So, uh, Dayton fans are gonna be mad though. They're like, why would you give us a seven seed? Why can't we be the Lakers? <laughs> why can't
1: we be the come on?
0: Dayton. So we go. We already gave you a national. You championship. won the national. Let it go.
1: Uh,
0: all right, the uh, the seven seed in the East is the Brooklyn Nets. I pick. I'll make it really simple, and then get, I'll throw it to you. I picked Iowa State just because the Brooklyn Nets, as they are currently constructed, just seem like a, uh, a school full of transfers. <laughs> Iowa State has had in the last ten years. I looked this up, not counting this summer where they, they just got uh, Jalen Coleman lands transfer from DePaul. Started in Illinois, mm-hmm. with the DePaul, grad transfer to yep. Iowa State. Remember that name? Um, not counting him or like the guys they're they're bringing in this year the past 10 years they've had 25 transfers come to Ohio, to Iowa state. So uh, that to me is the Brooklyn nets where it's just like uh, uh, you're just throwing a bunch of guys and, and bringing them in and throw them out there. Let's see what happens.
1: Roll the balls out and let's see where we are. Iowa State. I'm going to keep it in the Big Twelve as well. The nets for me are Texas. They are the shaka smart coach Texas team. Jared Allen is the perfect example of the Texas center where it's like I see all the potential in the world. Why won't this happen? Caris LeVert is a Kerwin Roach type player where you can have these amazing games where you're just like, is this guy the best guard in basketball? He used to call and him, him Mini Durant
0: when he was at. I remember when he was killing in Michigan, people would call him Mini Durant. So one there of the you first go, Durant comparisons. <laughs>
1: There you go. And that, that's where we are in this. This is the Texas yeah. team. This Jock Vaughn is very shaka smart where everyone's kind of like the wonderkin where everyone wants to, to, to figure out what he's doing to make this whole thing work. Um, and like we said, I mean, there, there is just kind of a hodgepodge of guys. Jared Allen went to Texas. So check the box, Texas. the Nets. I
0: like it. Uh, finally in the West, rounding out the West, we have the HC Portland Blazers. I have them as the Yukon Huskies. Because... Wow. Are, are we in agreement on this?
1: Yes, yes. Damian Lillard yes. is the
0: Kimba Walker, Shabazz Napier. And then Shabazz Napier. Of course. This is a great pick. No brainer. No brainer. This
1: is, this is great. Yeah, this is great. And 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 Carmelo could be on Yukon. Like this is old big East Heads are exploding. Yeah. yeah, yes, right now. yeah. Uh great. and
0: CJ McCollum is like Jeremy Lamb where he's like, Hey, I'm pretty good too. Don't forget about me. We're like, Shut up, mm. Jeremy Lamb. Get out of the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stop <laughs> it, Jeremy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean cool. Nurkic Nerk- is Oriaki. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's perfect. It's perfect. Yep. In fact, when when I was going through this, I had the Celtics originally as my UConn, and I was like, Kimball Walker is not Kimball Walker. Damian Lillard is Kimball Walker. Damian Lillard and is Kimball Walker. That was my favorite part of this whole thing was yep. comparing college versions to NBA versions and saying that so-and-so is not so-and-so. Yep. Um, that's a great exercise. Uh,
0: all right, let's, let's round it up. Final pick, the Orlando Magic.
1: <laughs> Who would have thought? Our last This team. is
0: the dumbest <laughs> explanation on the entire list, but again, it makes sense to me. I picked USC, and here's why. Mm. If, you, if you asked me at any point during the season, is USC going to make the tournament, I'd be like, of course. They have a pretty good team this year. And then, they, and then you'd follow it up. You'd be like, what do you like about their team? And I'd be like, I got to go. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. I got to go. I was like, I, I, I'll be honest. I think I've watched one USC game all year. I think uh, they, I just know that they're going to get like a 9 or a 10 or an 11 seed losing the first round. And that's just I, – I know they're good enough to make it. But they're, that's all I really needed to know, so yep. I just kind of like bailed on the whole thing. That's that's how I feel about the Magic. You asked me to name the Magic starting five. I will just pretend like my microphone got muted and yeah. Like I watch, I I don't I can't even I I, I don't even think I watched a full Orlando Magic game all season this year.
1: I've well, that's fine to admit that to the world because, for me, the Magic are the Memphis Tigers. And I'll tell you this. I did not watch any of Memphis, really, a full game. I mean, I watched some of Memphis, but not a full game. And I, you're talking about listing the top five? It's, it's erroneous. And, you know what I mean? Georgia Tech was my number two because Georgia Tech kind of has the same vibe where it's like there's an Amon Shumpert that's on their team where you're like, you know there's a guy down there that's really – rangy and a great scorer but you don't really know who it is but you look at their roster and there's like 15 guys that could be that guy so you're kind of like is it jonathan simmons this year like who is who is that guy's it terrence ross i don't know um but that sort of to me is like memphis where without james wiseman i would watch their games and it was like i don't know who the best player is i don't know who their starting five is but i'm glad penny's here and also when I think of the Magic, I still think of Penny. So I'm just okay. Like, all right, all right. Man, yeah, that makes sense. Magic, Penny. Yeah, yeah.
0: check it out. My, my note literally says, uh, I says, it says Magic <laughs> equals USC, and then my bullet point underneath it is they exist. I was, uh, they, do they, exist. they do exist. They both exist. <laughs> they're both like, I knew the Magic in the same vein. Like, if you would ask asked me, uh, are the Magic having a good year? I would have been like, yeah, definitely. They're, 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 definitely. they're competing for a playoff spot. I know that they're good enough to be in the mix, but I know Aaron Gordon and that's about all I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not watching that yeah. bullshit.
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, Markel Fultz is great. We're pulling for him, but I didn't, I didn't watch. Full oh games.
0: man, that was fun. So we got our list. We have our our guys. Uh, we have it, we have it figured out, and uh, yeah, that's that. So now we got to watch the NCAA tournament play out. We got to watch Duke versus Texas Tech, and that's my list. And if
1: you're upset with your pick, like our pick of your team or where we place them, I mean, argue your point. Again, you can tell how arbitrary this is for us. We're just throwing this together. We're trying to piece it together. We're trying to figure out what team represents what you know moment in time in college basketball. But at the end of the day. I want to know because if Duke is in fact not the yeah. Lakers, and I can pull for them, that would be nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now I'm standing my ground. No, dude, the Lakers games. are Duke. That's that's the most obvious. Yeah, the Lakers are Duke. Entire yeah. list. That that is like the Lakers are Duke.
0: That yeah. is the biggest no brainer on the entire list. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Get out of here. I want to shout out some uh, some some news and notes around college basketball. Dan Gavitt says there's there's an announcement about the start of the season that will happen mid September. We'll get we'll get word on whether the season will start on time. The Pac-12 already punted and said we're not starting until January first. The earliest, but the rest of NCAA is going to put out a. We're going to have a better idea mid-September, is what Dan Gavitt says. And there's nothing college basketball is better at than making an announcement about an upcoming announcement, and that's what Mm -hmm. we got today. And I was excited about that. So we have an announcement that an announcement is coming in (laughs) mid-September.
1: Which the announcement basically was like, stop asking us this question until yeah. mid-September because then we'll have more of an answer. We'll have at least talked about it. And what will happen, Mark Titus, we will get to mid-September and they'll say, we got another announcement for you analysis. guys. Yeah. We're going to wait until December to reevaluate this. And then that reminds the me day. of the
0: report I saw so that the uh, the ACC was meeting. Uh, the The meeting is imminent and... They are going to make their final final decision on whether the football season will be played. How many finals? You said two finals. Two finals. Okay. In
1: in a world of soft verbal commitments and you know who signed their LOI, did you fax it in on time and all these types of things? That's the world we're in. Since I brought up the
0: football thing, we have no idea what the hell's going on in the Big Ten. Justin Fields is doing a petition. There are reports that are conflicting reports. Some people are coming out saying that the Big Ten, like athletic directors and presidents, never actually voted on anything. I, I saw someone reported that, which, like, the, the whole thing is an absolute mess. They're not going to have a season. Like, you can't go back on it now. But I'm seeing people discussing it, that we might not be dead yet. And the the season might be canceled, but it's not canceled canceled. It's only one canceled. It's only one postponed. And, uh, <laughs> whew, what a mess. What an absolute mess that is.
1: It sounds like we're <laughs> – I mean – It just sounds like, Mark Titus, that uh, we're going to get football at some level. And uh, as much as I'm excited about basketball happening and getting a March and August, uh, when there are football games happening and we're getting basketball games the next day, we're going to get an overload of sports, it feels like. And there's going to be a lot of bubbles or non-bubbles and a lot of conversations. And people will be coming to you and I for those (laughs) answers. And we're going to do our best. But uh, North Carolina, my school, my alma mater, uh, they send people back to school. And it was such a uh, chaotic situation that there were clusters of COVID in different Hinton James Hojo people know. I mean, Granville Towers, all these sorts of places. In fact, the Daily Tar Hill, the the upstanding journalism, you know, students that run that place were able to put a headline. This is a clusterfuck. So, I mean, <laughs> that's. That's where we are, as far as like the final the final answers, no one really knows. All we know is that North Carolina, the students that were on campus are now going home a week into this, and Do you know that what that probably says a lot in,
0: in a cruel twist of irony, uh the only students that have to now stay on campus and actually go to the classes are the basketball mm. players mm. yeah that's mm. what that's what I mm. had read that uh
1: mm. yeah, the basketball. Yeah, it it was honestly hilarious when the cluster tweets were coming out because every single response was uh, targeted. Oh, I thought they didn't go to class. <sighs> I was like, okay, these people are killing it.
0: Uh, speaking of of uh, uh, well, well, by the way, <laughs> then let, let, let's go. But let's let, I'm not going to gloss over this. Uh, I I read somewhere that they the the tuition was
1: yeah this basically is, this is the, like this they basically
0: the pulled out like right as soon as the tuition checked cashed. And then they pulled out.
1: I mean, this again, I just told you about the Duke aspect of this. This sounds very, this sounds very Duke, but this is what happens when private, universities you know just taint the water and they make these public universities want to be yeah, private, private. Universities. Yeah. exactly exactly and it's just they're eight miles away they're tainting the water well, supply for they're shame
0: uh unc chapel hill for for pulling this stunt that surely no other college or university is going to pull <laughs> yeah no, no for sure that's definitely yeah. not going to happen at any
1: other school yeah isolated incident for uh, sure. a couple
0: other notes and 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 then we we'll we'll, we'll actually wrap this thing up uh ncaa is not requiring sat or act scores for eligibility for 2021 uh so that was something they're they're saying it's just a temporary thing for the coronavirus situation because like a lot of the 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 players aren't going to be able to take tests or whatever it's just it's just a complete mess so they're like we're not you know we're not going to have to take sats or acts but as we talked about earlier there is a movement to get rid of it all altogether so maybe this will be a nice trial run we'll see uh we'll see how this goes no act Lori
1: laughlin must be upset yeah, about very so quickly say that after all of that and then my my
0: final note on the college basketball update is gonzaga and baylor have scheduled a game tate this could be a one versus two matchup the 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 pac 12 they both had pack 12 games scheduled and the pac 12 says we're not playing non-conference games so baylor and, and gonzaga um Got together and they're like, "Hey, we're both going to be pretty good next year. We should play each other. So that'll be
1: cool." That's a that's great news. And and, and one last thing as far as like basketball, Maui Invitational. They're doubling down. They had Maui Monday today. They were putting out <laughs> trivia questions. It was giving me hope, Mark Titus. And talk in you know, of positive Baylor, vibes Baylor, Bring it to Maui. Exactly, exactly. And and also Chaminade, who you brought up in the last program, sounds like they are actually interested in taking that spot of Stanford. Let's go. They're a good sign. Only.
0: Uh, my final uh, shout please. out. Shout out to the uh, SGA, which I think stands for Student Government Association,
1: uh, or Shea gilgis Alexander, yeah. depending. Yeah.
0: Uh, the president of the of the University of North Alabama, whose name is <laughs> Drumroll, please. Tate please. Gooch, and as a, as a Tate guy yourself, I feel like you have to defend all Tate's and really the only other example of this was when Tate Martell was in the news for transfer from Ohio state and all that. And we learned that his real name was Tathan. And then people were turning to you and you're like, Tate, can we care to comment? So I, I turn to you, you, Tate, care (laughs) to comment on behalf of all the Tate's. There's a guy out there named Tate Gooch that is, is putting out PSAs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and this, the fact that my, my last two Tate situations are, you know, Tate Forcier transferring to Miami, oh, yeah. as if I care hear about that, Tate Martell, and now, uh, yeah, Tate Gooch. And he's also, I mean, he seems like a really nice guy, he gives a nice speech, but he's got, he's full Southern, you know what I mean? Yeah. And as someone who spent time in the full South in Henderson, North Carolina, I worked really hard to get, rid of that slur and that slow drawn out tone so to hear it you know what I mean it almost just as a as a tate I wanted to get in there and help him out um it's too close to taint gooch uh which I know like I mean, you remember this? Jeff Ross came on and he roasted me one word, and he was like, "What's his name? Taint. And then you know, room goes crazy, people lose their minds. Um, as someone is that is a Tate, has spent his whole life spelling his name on the phone when people can't understand me, and I go T A T E, and they go, "Huh, Jake?" Uh, I feel I feel for a guy that has Gooch as the last name because I can at least go Frazier. You know what I mean? And that yeah. kind of saves me. It's like I can't do Tate, I can do Frazier, yeah. I'm good. But when you say Tate, they don't get that, and they go, "What's the last name?" And you go Gooch. <laughs> They're hanging up the phone. They're hanging up the phone.
0: That can't be his real last name.
1: <laughs> that that's a hang up. That's a that's a you're not going to get your pizza tonight. Yeah. Good night. Yeah.
0: I feel like I feel like that's a uh, when you when you're signing up for school or something or you're trying to enter your thing into some database it gets flagged as like spam or like as Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah like you can't yeah. like the like the DMV will not print that on the license. That is not mm-hmm. no no uh, offensive inappropriate words are allowed on your license. You're like that's my name.
1: <laughs> this guy. I don't know who oh, found God. him. But uh, shout out to, shout shout out out to
0: T. Gooch. Come on the pod. Let's discuss your name.
1: <laughs> uh, sure, anything sorry. else? That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm glad that we did this. Like this yeah. has been honestly the anxiety over the past two weeks of trying to figure out what these teams are has really been getting to me. So they're finally have, put it out on the table. Yeah, I have to, to figure out we both had UConn. UConn was the winner of the whole thing. I think UConn both- is the winner.
0: UConn is back. UConn is back in the Big East. They, have, they, can, they can now look at Damian Lillard and say, <laughs> please. We are UConn. Yeah, please represent us. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah this this is fun. Fun show. Uh, we'll be back on Friday breaking down more playoff stuff see you guys. Then.